Welcome back to another episode of Yours Truly. It is I, your host, Truly, of course. Happy belated 4th of July. I hope every one of you had an awesome J4th weekend because I surely did. If my voice sounds a little bit low than my original tone, your girl had an awesome time yesterday. I may have used my voice a little bit too much, so I'm just putting it out there for you guys, okay? Anyways, the last episode, you guys got a glimpse of what I've been going through from accomplishing life goals and feeling all sorts of emotions from being happy, sad, full of anxiety, and being an overthinker. Single life is full of an emotional roller coaster. There are days where you do feel happy and content with your life, and there are days where you think about your future, whether or not you'll find a life partner, start a family, or continue to live solo. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy living my single life. It's just that I had it's just that I had no choice but to live solo because after the divorce I had to make a choice to either continue to live with my dad or venture off to living on my own. The title of this episode says it all. I'll be sharing with you guys my experience with my toxic parents. I'm sure many of you guys have parents who are toxic, even though you love them. Sometimes they can be overbearing, overprotected, judgmental. They can also be a bully or just plain negative. I know our parents love us and they show it in different ways. However, sometimes their way of showing us love is not so good for us mentally and emotionally. So let's go ahead and start with this episode. As I mentioned before in my previous episode, I've admitted that I have daddy issues. I love my dad, but I've come to the point in my life where I have set boundaries on how involved I am in his life. Now, growing up, my dad wasn't the kind of dad my siblings and I would have wanted him to be for us. Yes, he was there. But the kind of dad that you see in movies and you see how other people's dynamic with their dad was totally different from how my dad was towards us. I'm not going to go into specific details as as I'm not trying to bash my dad or make you guys think that he's a bad dad. But however, I'm just letting you guys know that my dad wasn't a good dad throughout my childhood and throughout my siblings childhood overall what i can tell you guys is how i was treated during and after my divorce now as a daughter or to be specific a mong daughter once you get married you are no longer part of your original family your husband and his family is now your family so when anything happens in your life they are the first people you would go to for help especially when it comes to funerals parties your kids wedding your husband's family is your number one family support your original family that you grew up and that you were born in is considered outside people now in my situation if you are a divorcee a woman who is divorced in the Hmong community or the views of older generations of parents will view the Hmong woman in a negative way. If she wants to come back to her original family, she's not welcome, is disowned, left alone to fend herself, be a complete stranger, just to name a few. When I told my dad that I didn't want to be married to the ex anymore, I have decided I wanted to move back to live with him, and he was fine with it. Um, he didn't really vocally say anything negative about having one of his daughters um, being uh, divorced. Uh, maybe he has said it to my siblings, but he never really voiced anything in front of me. So I, I, I don't know what his view is on that. But I'm pretty sure like typical parents, you know, you don't want your daughters to get divorced because when you do get divorced, you pretty much are bringing shame to the family per what the monk community will say. And so my my dad, he didn't really voice any of that. But um, like I said, I'm pretty sure he low-key behind closed door. He probably did uh, voice his opinion towards my sibling in some sort. Anyways, when I, um, so right after I uh, called my dad, before all of that happened, uh, the same day when I caught Lost Boy with his baby mama at that time, right? I went over to his house to tell him what happened, what I saw, and that we needed to go forward with the divorce process. My dad, at the time, he was playing the waiting game where he was just waiting for Lost Boy's P 
people to contact him. So basically, long story short, within the Hmong community, if if I if I'm wrong, you know, let me know. But from what I know so far is that, let's say if the if the wife doesn't want to be married to her husband anymore, then her side of the family have to call his people and let them know that hey, my um. You know, this person, my my family member, who is your who is married to your son, decided that she doesn't want to be married to your son anymore, and so we need to uh, start this process. Or if the son doesn't want his wife anymore, then his people need to contact her people so that they can go forth with the process. So that was my understanding, and because. I voiced it to my dad and I told him that, you know, dad, I don't want to be with him anymore because I caught him supposedly cheating and I'm, I'm not, I'm not out about that. Okay. And, uh, because he, he doesn't know the whole process of, of the divorce process. He was basically telling me that, you know, his people need to call me so that I can tell my people that they, I guess they don't want to marry you anymore. So he was just playing this waiting game and again you guys i don't know too much about the Mon tradition cultural process of divorce so you know don't don't judge me because i don't know what the fuck i was doing okay but at that time this is that was what i did but going back to my dad he was basically waiting for his people to call him at the time when i was at my dad's house so anyways, while I was there at my dad's house telling him about what I saw and what happened, it was weird, but somehow lost dad somehow decided to show up out of nowhere. We didn't expect him to come by, but he did. It was kind of weird. So we were able to discuss what happened and I told him about the shit that I went through with his son and how I didn't want to be married to him anymore because I caught him cheating. And even though we didn't verbally tell them that we weren't going to be with each other anymore, it's the fact that he didn't verbally tell his dad that he wanted to go forth with the uh, divorce process. And it was just just the both of us just agreeing, I guess, or just openly saying to each other that we don't want to be with each other anymore. And uh, I just told his dad that, you know what? With him doing that, it's it's a disrespect towards me, and it just it's a disrespect towards my family because he doesn't understand that by him doing that, you know he's he is cheating, you know I'm that's how I see it, you know especially when I like like I mentioned in my previous episode, it's like when you like for example if he was with his baby mom at the time and then he he met his aunts or uncle and then they're going to ask him, they're going to ask him, so where's, where's, where's your wife at? Who is this lady that you're with? Technically he's cheating. He's caught cheating. And so if he doesn't want his family members or, or anybody that he knows say that to him, then why not just get divorced and get it done over with? That way, when you're with other women, then people won't have to question you. I'm just saying it. But anyways, I told that to lost dad and, you know, I was crying, bawling my eyes off, you know, this and that, saying all these things. And um, and I and I even told him that, you know, once his son did that, once his son, his son finds a new woman, I know for damn well that he's going to cause more problems and potentially get any woman pregnant because I'm going to say up front that his son can't keep his dick in. I'm just being honest here, okay? He's just easy like that. That's that's what I felt during that time. And I just tell him how it is that, you know, you're your son is easy like that. And in order for, for us to not have issues, it's best to just get divorced and get it done and over with that way he can fuck around be whole or do whatever he needs to do and whatever you know like i i can care less but anyways even i even told lost dad that you know if he his son didn't want to be with me why not end it respectfully and you know do it correctly per our culture and also you guys keep in mind that lost dad was once divorced so it got me thinking that you know you've you've gone through this process before why didn't you and your family go go forth to this divorce process why wait for for us to be the one to to start it you know like that's why i was so confused about this whole mon culture divorce process because it's kind of like why why are people waiting for for the other 
family to start something and I, I guess it has something to do with like the money part but you guys i'm just letting you guys know even if the lost family decided to you know return me back to my family they're too cheap to the point where they cannot cough off any money so from what i heard is that if the son wants to send send his wife back to her family that they need to pay pay the wife's family and let them know that hey we don't want we don't want your person no more so we'll give you guys two thousand dollars and that way there's no beef between the family but you guys i'm just letting you guys know they're too cheap they have no money so that's i'm pretty sure that's probably why they didn't want to do anything because they're cheap like that they, they can't afford to send me back okay i'm just being honest okay if i had a cough of money to return their son i will fucking do it if i have to give my savings account and pay two thousand dollars to send her some back i would do it in the heartbeat but because at that time i don't know what the fuck i was doing but that's all i'm gonna say about that but aside from that like i said his his dad had had experience going through the whole divorce process it just didn't i just don't understand why they couldn't do it for their son you know i just don't understand but um, at that same time, when I was bawling my eyes off and, you know, and telling him, telling lost, lost dad what, what happened and all that stuff, you know, my, my dad was just sitting there and he, you know, my dad didn't say much, but, you know, as, as we continue to have this conversation, you know, it, it kind of died down and it got to the point where my dad and lost dad was talking to each other and you guys while i was sitting there wiping my tears off you know they were talking shit about their wives so basically my dad was talking shit about my mom lost dad was talking shit about lost mom now at, at that point i gotta say that i completely understand where lost mom is coming from i understand why she doesn't treat lost dad the way that he needs to be treated because honestly lost dad is a shitty ass dad no offense okay my dad is shitty as hell too both of them are a shitty ass husband okay you guys can say that oh my god drew why would you say that about your dad why would you say that about your 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 father-in-law because they are shitty it's like you know like as as your daughter you I'm sitting here and I, I and I'm looking at the both of you guys who are supposed to be a father figure, a husband figure. But yet you guys are sitting there being best friends, kumbaya in the fire camp, you know, talking shit about your wife while your your daughter and your daughter-in-law is, you, you know, like expressing her emotions and feelings about your fucking son. And you guys are not doing anything at all. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, no wonder your wives fucking hate you guys. No wonder your wives don't want to do shit for you. No wonder you guys are being treated like shit because you guys are shit. You know, you guys, I'm just being honest here, okay? That is the only time that I will side with lost mom just because now I understand. And so, like I said, you know, they were just talking to each other, talking shit about their wives in front of me. And, you know, we didn't really like end that conversation like, correctly you can say like it, it didn't end the way that i wanted to and so they both decided to walk away from the conversation they went outside and i probably was still talking shit about their wives to each other or whatever you know and it's like you know like as as a daughter you know you <sighs> try not to get emotional here but as a daughter you you expect your your dad to support you when you're on your lowest especially when it comes to divorce and i don't know if if any of you women out there or more women out there who experience the same thing as me where you know you want your dad to be there you want your dad to support you you want your dad to be on your side especially when you when you're going through divorce but you know at that time my dad didn't do that again he sided with the enemy he was friends with the enemy and it's like you know i'm bawling my eyes off here and i'm crying to you dad like why why can't you step the fuck up and protect me and support me in this but yet you'd rather just be friends with the enemy you rather just cuckoo kiki kaka or laugh with with them it's like what kind of father are you and i'm pretty sure there's other fathers out there who are way extreme where where they're like yeah i disown you i don't know who you are anymore you're not my daughter anymore if you if you try to come back to my life i will fucking kill you or i like you're you're dead to me like i mean my dad wasn't like that but i've heard from other women that yeah mom mom dad mom mom dads they do say that to their daughters and it's like 
like so then what do you do then it's like you can't go back to your to your parents you can't like it's like that's why i I just don't understand the Hmong culture at all it's 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 like it's, it's it's unfair for us Hmong women that's how i see it but anyways going back to 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 what i'm trying to say is that yeah my i don't know my my dad he just did that and i don't know i just i i am very sad and you know i i am very sad that you know my dad couldn't be the dad that i needed him to be and even though i didn't i don't have that kind of relationship with my dad but it's kind of like you know you you expect your dad to at least i don't know support you but he didn't do that and that's the only thing i'm really upset and really sad about you know is that you know i wanted him to to support me i wanted him to do what he needs to do as a as a dad to like protect me but you guys my my dad didn't even do that and so you know it it is what it is and that's why i i feel like i just had to fend for myself and do all this by myself like like honestly my dad was just he was really shitty okay he was not the kind of dad that I would expect to to be especially when i'm going through something hard in my life so that was um during the time when i was in the process of you know getting divorced and right after i sold my house i moved in with my dad and i did not stay for that long i i only stayed with him for five months and the only reason why i moved out is because because at that time you know i thought about you know like what let me just live with him let me save money so that i can potentially buy my my next house right that was my my goal in my mind but knowing how my dad was i mean like you would think that he would change just because you know you you're married now you were you were once married you don't live with with him anymore and you would think that he would at least like treat you more respectfully and you guys nope i was wrong he was still the same dad that he was growing growing up with him when i was younger and and the only reason i say that is because during that time when i was living with my dad he had covid and he was getting a lot sicker uh, due to his uh, diabetes and uh i had to take care of him and i took him to the er and we found out that he had covid and so during that time it was during the, the pandemic and people are scared of covid and whatnot luckily me and my two two younger brother tested negative but i guess my dad was was positive and so was trying to be extra careful and because i was the only only woman in the in the house i pretty much took care of my dad and i pretty much kind of fill in my my mom's role so at that time my my parents they don't have a good relationship um they live separately even though they're legally married but they're they live separately my mom lives with my older sister and my dad lives in my in in the current uh, greenhouse when i moved in with him and all that happened i took care of my dad the best as i can and i just kind of felt like it got to a point where he was very un very ungrateful of all the things that i did for him at that time um I was pretty much getting ready to cook him his meal and he's very picky when it comes to his food very picky and so i did what i can you know the best that i can you know but again he he wasn't grateful and at one point he came up to me he told me that you know i know that you're you're my daughter but it's not your role to take care of me you should tell your mom that she needs to come come back home so that she can take care of me and at that point i was like i knew where their relationship was like my mom wasn't gonna come over and take care of him because she she just doesn't have that good relationship with my dad and and she's just full of excuses she just doesn't doesn't want to be around him and when my dad said that and you know at that time i was still going through through the grieving part of my my marriage you know like i was still going through that and then also taking care of my dad and you know like trying to like get validation from him you know so that like he he can tell me that oh you are a good daughter and all that stupid shit you know like i was just doing what i need to do to to pretty much help around and whatnot you know but it took a toll on me when he he said that where he he didn't it seemed like he didn't appreciate my help at all and that he 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 would much rather have my mom there but my thing was that you guys have issues and you guys haven't dealt with so what makes you think that mom's gonna come back like she's not gonna listen to me she's not gonna listen to any of the siblings like even if we tell her to come back to take care of you she's not going to because she'd rather have you be the one to call her up you be the one to tell her but you don't want to do that so it's kind of like you can't expect us kids to to say that and I, and i got mad and got i mean 
yes, maybe, maybe because, you know, I'm going through my own, my own failed marriage. It got to me and it got to the point where I started arguing with my dad and I started crying. I was like, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I just started saying some like stupid shit. I don't know what I said, but I, I just, I just, all I say is I said some, a lot of hurtful things towards my dad because I was going through my, my own my own failed relationship and I just I just couldn't do it anymore and I got to put where I just realized that yeah I can't live with my dad if he if he's not grateful with me being there helping him and he's he's putting all his marriage issues on me and while I am also going through my own like divorce and my own failed marriage it's like it's not helping me mentally and I have like PTSD as well too it got me thinking about my marriage and all that shit I was like no just just, this is just too much for me and so I've decided that you know I think it's best you know I can't save money to down a house anymore I I just need to get away from from this from this toxic environment from there on I decided to find an apartment and when I was in the process of finding an apartment I found one where I was interested in and I was going to go in to to see the place and uh, if you guys know me I love my coffee okay I am a coffee drinker I love my cream and my sugar well not sugar but stevia you know just, just try to be on the healthy side you know sugar free okay but I love me my creamer I, I love my coffee every morning it's it's like a drug okay if I don't have coffee um well maybe I can survive without it but I always have to have coffee in the morning so in the morning I was gonna go out and check out the the apartment and I um had my coffee made when I was pouring the creamer into my coffee, it didn't look the way that I thought that it would look. So like coffee creamer is more it's more creamy and more white, right? But when I poured the creamer into my coffee, my coffee wasn't turning the color that I wanted it to turn. It was still dark. I'm like, hmm, it doesn't it doesn't look it doesn't look like the way that it should. And then like when I was pouring the, the creamer into my coffee, the the creamer was a lot it, it felt very diluted like it wasn't opaque it didn't have that white opaque creamy color to it but i'm like oh, okay whatever i'm in a rush you know like I, like I'll, I'll just drink whatever whatever i can drink you know it just didn't taste good it was like something's wrong with my creamer when i came back i asked my brother i asked him well did you guys do anything to the creamer and and i know my brothers they wouldn't ever do that but i just asked them and then they say no we don't drink coffee we don't touch the coffee creamer or whatever right and then got me thinking hmm my dad has a history of doing shit like this where he will dilute drinks because he doesn't want us to drink his drink yes my dad was that type of person he was that um type of father who was really greedy when it comes to food i guess and drinks and there was a couple of stories that my siblings would tell me where my dad did certain things where he would dilute drinks he would put uh peppers and like peanut butter and jelly because he didn't want any of us kids to eat it yeah that's how petty my dad was okay and i knew from there that you know none of my brothers would do that and the only person that would actually do that was my dad now i didn't come from my dad at that time I just let it go and I just threw away the creamer and I just decided to just bring just to buy my own powder creamer that way I don't know I can just use it on my own and I don't have to store it in the fridge the very fucked up part that actually like got me so like riled up and so mad at my dad was that a couple days after that incident happened um I was I needed to grab a sweater so because I have a lot of clothes, my dad's the type of dad where, you know, growing up, he had a room that he locked up and it was just a room where he had his own computer, his own. It was like his his man cave, basically. Me and my sibling, we didn't understand why he would do that, but that was just him. He had his own room. And at that time, my sister was using that um, area for for her own room and to store her stuff and whatnot and once she moved out and then once I moved in like I had too many stuff so I just decided to just put all my boxes of stuff in his room and I had all my long sweaters there 
and when I was trying to go to the room, it was locked. I'm like, why Why is the door locked? And my thing was, uh, you know, my dad knows that I put stuff in there. He knows that I go into that room to store my clothes and to grab my clothes. Why the fuck would he lock the door for? Unless he's purposely doing that. And so I called my dad. He picked up. He sure did. But he hung up. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck you think you are trying to hang up on me? You know damn well that I'm calling you and you're purposely trying to ignore me. I waited for my dad to come home and I was so pissed. I was just like like yelling and bitching. I was I was just telling my brother that, oh my God, why the fuck would dad do shit like this? So fucking fucked up, you know? And my brother was trying to calm me down, but I'm it's this part I'm you know, I don't give a fuck no more. That that just whatever he did it just pissed the fuck me off he just pissed me off and you know and like like really honestly you guys I didn't want to confront my dad because I'm not the type of person to, to confront unless I have a, a meaning or a reason to to confront but I'm a type of person where like, if I do confront you I get scared okay <laughs> I get scared my heart starts beating I was all shit like what if like it doesn't turn out the way that I wanted to but at the, at the time like, I don't give a fuck no more you know so my dad come, came home and I, I confronted him I, and I asked him, dad, why did you lock the door upstairs? And he and he acted as if like nothing happened. He was like, oh, I didn't lock the door upstairs. He was acting stupid. And I was like, dad, you're the only person that has the keys to your door. And you know that I have my stuff in there. You know, I have my clothes in there. Why did you purposely uh, lock the door for? And he was like, well, I didn't lock the door. I'm like, yes, you fucking did. I was like, I was like, none of your sons have the keys for the room. You have the keys for the room. Give me the keys. You know, I'm saying, you know, if you're not happy with me putting myself upstairs, then let me just bring all my stuff downstairs and put it in the living room. And he was like, no, you know, like, don't put stuff in the living room. That's, that's going to be too crowded. I was like, well, then, like, what do you expect me to do then? You know, like, you, you're locking the room upstairs. And then he, he would just, he mumbled to himself and he, he was like, you know, uh, I didn't even lock or whatever. And like, he was, and I, and I, I, I demanded him to give me the keys so that I can open it. And he was just fumbling his keys and getting all nervous and stuff. I'm like, this motherfucker, like really, why are you trying to act all fake and shit? And, um, and then he went to his room and he got the keys and he got mad. And I asked him also, did you, did you put water in my coffee creamer? And he was like, I didn't put any 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 water in the creamer. Which creamer? I'm like, don't act stupid. I'm like, none of your sons drink coffee. You and me are the only one that drinks coffee in this fucking house. Why did you Why did you dilute my coffee creamer? You guys, when it comes to my, to my coffee and my food, do not fuck with me with that, okay? If you fuck up with my food, you fuck up with my coffee, I'm going to fucking get you. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the next guy who's gonna date me <laughs> because like I said if you fuck with my coffee you fuck with my food I'm gonna fuck with you <laughs> I'm just putting it out there okay like he fucked with my coffee creamer god damn it and so <laughs> I confronted him about that and he acted as if like he didn't know anything I'm like dude you have a history of doing that you know, and none of, none of your sons are actually going to do that because they don't drink coffee. And so you're telling me that a ghost did it, you know? And so he got mad at me and he just gave me the keys and then, and then I just held on to the keys. I'm like, and I just started mumbling to myself. I'm, I got so pissed. It's like, first of all, why are you acting stupid? Acting like you don't have the keys to, to, to lock the doors upstairs None of your sons have the fucking keys. And second of all, you know, growing up, you always locked that, that room all the time. And so you telling me that there's a ghost that locked the door upstairs? His excuse was that, oh, because you, oh, because you're real loud upstairs. I'm like, loud or not, you know, by the time, by the time you are at work, you know, you're not home. You know, and so that, that's the only time when I can actually go up there. If you're downstairs, then I'm not going to go to that room because I respect your your space you know because my dad's the type of person where he doesn't like loud noises and so um and because that room his room was above above his bedroom down below so he can hear everything upstairs so when he goes to work in the morning i usually get up because i do a second shift and so like i usually get up around like nine o'clock ten o'clock to get my stuff and get ready and whatnot he's not home at that time so i just didn't understand why he 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 would think that him locking that door is gonna solve anything it, it brought the bitch out of me okay 
like it brought it brought my my twin sister <laughs> my twin sister which is spelled d-r-e-w okay that's the other drew like he woke that that bitch up okay and anyways when all that happened i just didn't want to see my dad i didn't want to be at home i just i'm just like you know i i don't want to help him anymore and it's i don't know and anyways fast forward i found the apartment got approved i didn't even tell him that i was gonna move out i told him the day when i moved out i just told him that i gave him the keys i'm like here dad here's the key and i'm letting you know that i'm moving out today and he didn't say anything he's like, oh you moving out today i'm like yeah i'm moving out today so here's the keys here's all that you know and so i'm just letting you know i'm just gonna move out and that was that my younger brother even told me that my dad told him that my dad was upset my dad thinks that i hate him and that's why i'm, I'm moving out and i'm like you know i don't give a fuck i don't hate him i just hate the fact that he's very ungrateful he he doesn't appreciate me being there and for him to be petty as fuck like i don't need him to treat me like a fucking baby even even when he had when i confronted him about that i told him that you know i'm not a little child no more i'm a grown-ass woman you need to respect me why just because i'm a divorcee and that you think that you can disrespect me fuck that you know, I, I'm a grown ass woman. You know, if you want me to treat you like a, a grown adult, then fucking treat me as an adult. Because if not, I'm going to treat you like shit. That's just how I roll now. Just I just cannot deal with with people who disrespect you. You know, like you like it's not like I came to his house begging him to pay for everything. Like I did my my share. I paid for the utilities. You know, I bought groceries. You know, I, I did what I can because, you know, I'm. I, I have common sense you know i'm not gonna mooch off of them you know i i have my own responsi- responsibility you know and for him to treat me like that it's it was on call for and so yeah i just moved out and i'm like you know never again will i really live with my dad and that's where i i knew that you know what this is my boundaries like i i don't want to keep visiting him i keep helping him and right right after i moved out he started his health started declining uh, he recently uh, went to surgery to get his liver and um, his kidney replaced because he was he was one of those people that like his liver and kidney was really bad. So I'm grateful that he was able to get a transplant when when it was needed. And now he's OK. But still, it's like I it, yeah, you guys can say that. Oh, I'm a bad daughter. But, you know, I don't give a fuck. I have my reason as to why I don't come around and help him because it's like, you know, I've helped him before. What makes you think that he's going to be grateful for my help? He's not going to. So I will do what I can. I will visit when I can. And you guys, I'm I'm in a part of my life where, life where, you know, I don't owe anything to my parents. You know, my life does not revolve my parents. Because at the end of the day, we are all human. We're adults. And we're all going to grow. My parents somehow, they will eventually leave and and die you know and it's a, that's just that's just part of life you guys to say that i'm really cruel why would i think like that you know i should appreciate yes i fucking appreciate everything that that my parents do but when they treat you like shit it's like then what do you do like i'm not gonna sit here and fucking deal with that shit i'm not going to so i've decided that you know i just gotta leave live my life and you know if if he needs me to be around okay sure let me know you know, but other than that, I don't want to be involved in his health or his like finance or just anything that involves him. Because like I said, you guys, throughout my childhood, he was never there. OK, he was never there. And if he's not going to be there from the beginning, then why, why would you think he's going to be there at the end? He wasn't there for my divorce. I don't own him anything. So that's that. And going to my my mom. Like, I love my mom. Like, compared to my mom, my dad, my mom was more supportive. Like, she she was willing to sacrifice a lot more than my dad. And um, growing up, my mom always, I felt like my mom loved loved us more than, than my dad. She made more of the sacrifice. And, you know, she was willing to take me to, to school. Even if I was late to school, she'll take us. She'll take me and my siblings to school. And she was she was always there when she can't you know but i've come to to the realization that as i got older you know and going through my divorce and all that like i i can relate so much in many ways when it comes to marriage like i understand where my mom's coming from the struggles that she went through with my dad and you know i can relate with her but i realized that uh just recently on mother's day i took her out to eat for fun 
you know, just something really small because I guess my siblings aren't doing anything for Mother's Day and a lot of my siblings aren't, they don't have that good relationship with my mom because she's toxic herself. And I realized that, you know, as I took her out to eat, I realized we don't really have that close relationship. Maybe it's, it's a generation gap or maybe because she's a mom parent. I don't know, but we don't have that, that close relationship as, as I thought that we did and I think the only reason why we bond is because we both struggled with our husbands at that time and that was the only way for us to bond but other than that like we can't talk about anything else it's like you know like I said I took out to eat and we just sat there and we didn't even talk much and you know like like I said I love my mom and I appreciate my mom but it's like there's nothing there though you know and I'm not saying that my mom is, is a saint, but she's very toxic herself too, especially towards my other siblings. And um, I don't know, like, as much as I love her, she doesn't really see the wrong in, in her side because I recently had a conversation with her and she was complaining about my siblings and, and like, especially my dad. And I told her that, you know, it takes two people to be wrong or right in the relationship and she still doesn't see that she she thinks that she's always right and that my dad is wrong and I was like well then I can't help you then <laughs> I just can't help you it's like you do know that it takes two people to work in the relationship but she, I don't know it's just all I gotta say is that you know she's a mom you know I like I, I love my mom to to an extent you know but she doesn't know her wrong in the relationship and it's, it's always her she she plays the victim a lot <sighs> i don't know you guys this is just the shit that i have to go through and every time when she calls me it's, it's always about like oh your dad this your dad that oh your sister this sister that your brother this brother that i was like can you just call me about like other things? <laughs> and so what I, what I would do is I would just tell her, oh, mom, I have to go work or oh, mom, I have to take a shower. Oh, mom, I have to go shopping or I have to do laundry. So I have to go. You know. <laughs> so I just like for the most part, I just sit there and listen, like listen to her vent, you know, but it's like it's it's rather just you just sit there and not say anything because you put your input she's not gonna like it sometimes your parents just need to vent and let them vent even though they're wrong you know because maybe they need to express a lot of things get shit out of their chest i guess but um overall like i said when it comes to compared to my both of my parents i i love my mom more than i love my dad okay not gonna lie you know and i think when it comes down to it let's say if they get old and they need help i would rather help my mom than my dad like i know you guys you guys would say oh my god why are you so cruel like why would you do that but i think when it comes down to it i would rather send my dad to a nursing home and then just take my mom in. I don't know. Or maybe I just put both of them in the nursing home. I don't I don't know. But it's just like I said, when you have toxic toxic parents, you just that's the only way only way for your for your mind to be stable and for your emotions to be stable, you know. But um like I said, compared to my mom and my dad, like my mom was was very supportive of me getting out of that uh, marriage life and she said that you know I she could have done more if she she wanted to but because you know she's waiting for my dad to uh to basically tell her what's going on and yeah my mom was mad about everything that happened in my marriage but you know typical Hmong parents or Hmong woman where she's just waiting for her husband to do everything and she can't really say much because she's only the wife you know and I get that but still it's like it's like how how hard are you gonna go when it comes to your child like how hard will you go you know but I guess when you have parents who are still struggling with their own marriage it's kind of like they can't really help you and you're just there just to fend for yourself I know it's, it's really sad but that's, that's that's just what happened and like i mentioned there's so much that goes on with my parents i just i just don't want to go into details just because you know just the sake of them because again my parents are, they're still alive i don't think they listen to my to my podcast at all because they're not gonna understand english that much but you know i i will tell you guys some stuff here and there you know but like i mentioned my dad wasn't a good dad to begin with my mom isn't either but my mom was a lot more better than my dad. She was more 
um she 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 knows how to empathize and she understands and and she she's the type of mom when she's like you know drew don't get married again you know love yourself pour love to yourself work on yourself and do you if you get married it's just gonna give you more headaches you know and i'm like because even before that even before i got i got married or got into a relationship she'll like ask me when am i gonna get a boyfriend when am i gonna get married and all that stuff but now her mindset is like no just <laughs> just don't get married ever again i'm like okay i won't <laughs> if you say say all if you say so i won't but um yeah but that's pretty much what what how toxic my parents are and again I, this is just from my experience i'm pretty sure you know my my siblings have a lot more to say about them but because this is my podcast and my experience i'm just gonna tell what i've experienced from both of my parents um i do want to leave you guys some 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 things that you can also consider if you're if you have parents who are toxic and you don't know what to do uh there's a couple things that i would like to leave um some advice or some things that that i i think you guys should consider when dealing with um with toxic parents so i have eight of them and i'll share with you guys what i've learned from my toxic parents and how you can use these things to live live life in peace is number one set boundaries if you don't set boundaries between you and your parents basically think they're gonna walk all over you they're gonna they just don't give a fuck because they think that oh you're my child you're gonna do whatever the fuck i tell you to do but you're gonna come to to an age where you're gonna be an adult you're gonna make your own life choices and you can't let your parents dictate your 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 life choices you know so i say the first number one thing is just you have to set boundaries so after you set boundaries between you and your parents i know that if let's say if you were to live with them sometimes when you live with them it it doesn't help you mentally emotionally and all that stuff right so the second part will be set goals to move or live away from them i think it's best to just live away from them it's it's not you cutting ties with them it's just you having your own space your own um you know your own space is just think to yourself and just be with just be within you because when you live with like people who are so negative then you also are um feeding off of that and it, you actually absorb those those bad energy so i i say that you know if you can't take it anymore you can't be around your, your parents you need to set up a goals as to how you to move away from them it could be just saving money or move out with i don't know make a plan to move out with your your siblings or with friends like it's best because it's best to just live away from them so that's tip number two tip number three that goes back to number two is to be financially independent I remember when I was still living with my parents, I couldn't really do much and I would much rather live on my own. But because, you know, I couldn't afford to live on my own and I was still dependent on my parents that, you know, they use that against you. You know, they use against you where like, oh, you know, you're not gonna be able to afford to live on your own. Oh, you still need me to pay for the light bills or your bills or your phone bills. You want to be financially independent because when you're not independent financially, they're gonna use that against you they're gonna use that against you to control you that way you can't go anywhere that's why i said you know set up a goal to move move away from them but also be financially independent because if not you're you're just gonna be stuck because they're they're paying for everything and they're gonna use that against you so number three be financially independent number four it's not your responsibility to take care of your parents or their finances that they fail to budget to learn etc etc going back to lost boy like i was telling him it's not your responsibility to use your credit score to to buy them a bow like why would your parents need you they're just fucking using you so if you have parents who are using you to to like pay for their bills or to down a house or to down a boat or to down anything anything that that deals with with your credit score your finances it's not your job to take care of that it's not your job to take care of i don't know the 
through light bills or to help them budget. Because you have to think about this. You know, if your parents has been living in the United States for so long and they still don't know how to budget, they still know how to, I don't know, like budget their, their finances and they have issues, it's not your job to take care of that. That's, that's their own little problem that they need to take care of. They should be more responsible in that area. Why, why would you need to be responsible? Why would you need to like be the parent and let them be the child no cut the shit off okay please cut the shit off because if you don't they're gonna use that against you and they're just gonna use you drain your drain your finance and how the fuck are you gonna live your life how are you going to down your first house how are you gonna down your first car like come on now like please be responsible and do not take care of your parents budget that's not that's not your 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 purpose or that's not just fucking stop it okay Number five, know that you don't owe your life to your parents. My mom always say that a lot, especially to my sisters, saying that I gave birth to you. And when I get old, I expect you to take care of me. I was like, uh, no, what the fuck not. I'm, that's not part of my, my, <laughs> me being alive in this earth is not to take care of you, mother. It's not to take care of you, father. I don't owe you any jack shit, anything. Maybe this is just a, a, a an OG mentality or a Hmong parents mentality. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But like OGs nowadays, they think, especially parents, they think that you that that you owe you owe your life to them. And I, I'm letting you guys know, no, you do not. You do not owe your life to them. You don't stop living your life for your parents. You know, like they at the end of the day, when you grow up, you start your life. You leave the nest. And you start your own family. And then now they're left, you know, having their own life, you know? And so I, I just really hate it when they say that. Hey, when like mom parents say that, where they're like, I raised you and, you know, I spent so much money on you. When I get old, I expect you to do the same. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to put you in the nursing home, okay? <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but that's what I'm gonna do because my thing is that I, I'm not gonna stop my life just to uh, drop everything for you like like I said you lived in the United States for so long you should at least know how the system work and how to navigate your life it's like I'm not I'm not gonna be the one to replace you as a parent and then you be a child no nope, that's not how it works so you guys if you are one of those people where your parents are telling you that that your life like you as a as a son and daughter like you your life like you owe your life to them uh you you don't i'll be the first one to tell you you don't you don't owe your life i say you owe your own life where you need to get the fuck out of there <laughs> live on your own explore your own life do you because at the end, and the, at the end of it all you don't owe your parents jack shit anything okay Let's move on to the next one. Number six. It's okay to tell your parents that they are wrong. And it's okay to make corrections. Because sometimes your parents are not always right. Parents always think that they are because what? Because they're older than you and they're mom and dad. No, because majority of the time they're not always right. And, you know, if, if they're not right, it's okay to make corrections. It's okay to tell them, no, mom, dad, this is not right. You know, what you're telling me, that's not right. And yes, they will be offended. Oh, the fuck will. You know, because it's like this. If you're really, if you're mentally there, you know from right or wrong, and yet your parents do not, and they're just feeding off with so much toxic shit, you know, just to control you, then I say it's okay to tell your parents that they're wrong and make correction. If, and if they don't want to hear it, then oh well, so be it. That's why it's best you just move the fuck out, okay? <laughs> Go back to number two. <laughs> Go back to number two where set up a goal and move on, live on your own because you don't want to deal with all that shit. But like I say, number six, it's okay to tell your parents that they're they're wrong at, at some point in their life and it's okay to make correction and if they don't like it oh well it is what it is <laughs> number seven you can't change them you change yourself and how you interact with them you have to put a limit of when you see and talk to them so again you know as much as you are a person where you see right or wrong and you want to change them to where they can become a better person but 
you yourself have to change yourself and you have to like going back to number one setting boundaries you have to set a boundaries where you have to put a limit as to how often you see them how often you talk to them if you know that your parents are very toxic when you see them they're very toxic when you talk to them they're very toxic you have to draw that boundary and limit yourself don't just talk to them for like for like two hours three hours and let them just like bitch at you and complain to you all this all the time it's like it's not good for you so i suggest that you know if you can't change them to see your point where your point is it's a good positive point they they don't see that then you yourself have to change yourself and how you interact with them because sometimes when I visit my, my dad, he likes to guilt trip me. He likes to put up this soft, soft story of how like we don't visit him. And then like he would appreciate it if we visit him. But I'm just like, just stop with your soft story. You know, same with, same with my mom too. Where she's like, oh, your dad do this and, and does this, says this, says that. You know, but I'm just like, well, that's, that's, that's on you guys. Like, I can't help you guys. And like, sometimes you just have to cut that conversation and just make a, just make up a stupid excuse saying, that, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. You know, I have to go to work or whatever, you know, because it's going to drain you. Okay. It's, it's going to affect you the way that they talk and speak, the way they speak to you and express their, their issues to you. It's, it's going to drain you. So like I said, number seven, if you can't change them, change yourself and how you interact with them. You got to put a limit as to when you see them and talk to them because if you stay for that long, you talk to them for that long, it's going to drain you and it's going to um, it's gonna trigger you in so many negative ways. So yeah, avoid that. And then the last one, find a different person to look up to and it could either be friends, coworker, people you follow, your significant others, anyone who is positive. You know, there are people that you meet who you look up to. Um, there are like a couple of, um, like I mentioned in my previous podcast, where like there's this um, pastor that I follow where he talks about uh, narcissists and relationship and how to um, be, uh, how how a woman or a daughter should should move around in, in her role as a, as a good woman. And uh, he is a father figure that I've never had in my life. Even though I had a dad, I have a dad, but you know, he, that, that pastor is a lot more fatherly like than what my, what my real dad would be. And, you know, if, if your parents aren't that type of people that you can go to to um, talk about like or just express your emotions, your feelings and and your days and whatnot. You know, it's best to just find somebody else who you can look up to to, I don't know, I guess, fill in that fill in that the role. Because like I said, your toxic parents, they're they're not good for you. Basically, they're they're very toxic. And how can you talk to them or how can you relate to them and be in a place where you can be at peace when they're just so negative very negative about everything and it's always about them and how they feel like they're always playing the victim so I, I would advise just to find some someone else who can I guess fulfill that role who is very positive and who will listen to your concern oh you can be a therapist too I don't know just reach out to anybody that is a a good role model to your life and like i said it could be friends co-workers i mean some co-workers are all that but just anybody that that is very positive in your life um that you can um go to because again talk to parents i don't advise you going to them for anything just because they're super negative okay so those are the eight things that I have for you guys and I hope that it could help any any of you guys that are going through the same thing as I did dealing with both parents being toxic and you know it, it sucks you know we we all want to have parents where they can support us be a positive role model and treat us the way that we need to be treated and sometimes you know it's, it's not their fault because you know maybe they have uh, childhood traumas that they have to deal with experiences that they went through that was really traumatizing and they don't know how to be good parents and you know I get it it's not their fault but at the same time it's no fucking excuse because we live in in the United States where there's 
like a lot of resources that we can uh, go to like there's even free resources resources online but some people they just don't want to find that it's because they themselves don't want to better themselves and all that you can do is just Again, set your boundaries, you know, uh, work on yourself to come to become a better person and you do what you can to help support them. But don't overdo it just because your toxic parents can actually um, manipulate you and control you in a negative way. And you don't want that because it's not good for your mental health or your emotional health. So that is all that I have for you guys. And hopefully it helped you in any ways. And let's go jump into the next part of the episode. And again, like I will always repeat myself. Just as a reminder, you can send me Dear Sister Letters and Poems via Google Doc. You can find both links on my Facebook page. I will read them if I receive any submissions. Uh, and I will definitely respond to them uh, whenever I can. But let's move on to the poems. So this poem is pretty much to um any daughters who have to deal with their dad and like i said i have daddy issues and i'm working on it and i think i'm in the point in my life where i'm good like i don't need my dad for any validation for anything and i'm good you know but but for those who are still struggling with you know having that relationship with their dad and not being able to draw the boundaries and break apart from that relationship and be okay and content with how your relationship with your dad hopefully this poem can can help you and encourage you and you know kind of like lift lift you lift you up you know and also realize that you know it's okay if you don't have that relationship with your dad and you know obviously you can find that fatherly relationship um with uh with other male figure in your life and so this is a poem that i want to share with you guys and this poem is called what i need from you dad by melissa elion hi dad it's me your baby girl when i came into your life i had hopes and dreams i hoped for happiness acceptance and understanding i hoped for peace warmth and stability i hope you would hold my hand as i grew up I hoped you would be there when the sun sets for me and the light behind the clouds seems forever lost. I dreamed you would be my hero, my knight in shiny armor. I dreamed you would be my friend, my confidence, my mentor. I dreamed you would be my teacher, my guide, and light of my life. I dreamed you would be lovely, showing me how to mature into an adult. I dreamed you would accept me through my most rebellious days. I needed you to teach me how to stand on my own. I needed you to teach me to own that space in the world that's solely mine. I needed you to teach me to live up to my responsibilities. I needed you to teach me appreciate speech and behavior. I needed you to teach me how to stand up for myself. I needed you to teach me boundaries and how to protect myself. I needed you to teach me right from wrong. I needed you to be there when my life fell apart. I needed your support and understanding through my darkest days and nights. I needed your comfort and love when I fell into the apsy. I needed your tenderness and understanding when there was none. I needed you to save me from my darkest demons and scariest monsters. I needed your encouragement, your praise, your recognition, your honesty, and security. I needed you to believe in me and my potential. But most of all, I needed you to show me that I matter to you. Not because of what I do or what I wear or what I think of my friends, my music, my marks in school or my choices. I needed to know that I matter to you, but because I'm your little girl. I now know that you couldn't be that person for me. I know you struggle to just catch your breath. I know you struggle not to succumb to the darkness, the loneliness, the solitude and the silence. I now understand that you crave the happiness, acceptance, peace, stability, just as badly as I hope for it. Dad, now that I am an adult, that little girl inside of me still needs you to be my hero. But how can I explain to you how it hurts when you now reach back to me without acknowledging the pain, the hurt, and void you gave me? How can I show you that without accountability, there can be no healing? How can I show you that our relationship mirrors that of a man in my life? How can I show you that as much as I love you and as much as I will let you in, 
I still need to be unconditionally loved, accepted, praised, encouraged, and supported. I still need my boundaries to be considered and respected. Dad, I do understand your struggles, and now I wish for you the healing, hope, and clarity that I found. I wish you for the strength to withstand the tests we face in life. I wish the peace you so desperately crave and the love that's gone missing for so many years. I love you, Dad. All right, you guys, that is all that I have for this episode. And again, like I always mentioned in my episode, I truly appreciate each and every one of you for the support and for coming in and listening to my episode. I truly, truly do appreciate that. And I hope that this episode will give you guys a, a little, I guess, getting to know me a, a lot more about me and my, my relationship with my parents and how to deal with toxic parents. And yeah, nobody wants to have parents who are toxic. You know, we, we all crave for our parents to, to be there because, you know, uh, with your relationship with your dad, especially if you're a woman, you, you, tend, to, you tend to be with a man who is similar to your dad. Same with the guy. You tend to be in a relationship with the woman that is similar to your mom. And that's up to you if you want to, you know, change that and want better for yourself. Have common sense. Work on yourself. And be aware of how people are treating you. And overall, you guys, you know, whatever you're going through, I'm going through it too. Everyone around you is going through it. You're not alone in this. And be positive. Only invite positive energy in your life. If you need to step away from people who are toxic, not only just parents, but just people toxic in your life, please do. That way you are mentally and emotionally stable, okay? And as always, thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. And I hope each and every one of you have an awesome weekend. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.